I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And we're gay. And his NB. Episode 51. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of A Gay and His NB. We are so excited to be bringing you our thoughts on everything that we have been watching this week. Um, we got a great episode ahead with some new shows that we're talking about on this fine episode. But before we get to any of that, uh, be sure to leave a rating or review wherever you are listening to us, uh, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. The rating and reviews are so helpful because it helps us get into the algorithm, helps us get seen by more people. We recently actually got a really nice uh, rating and review by a listener. I wish I remember the person's name. I could pull it up. But it was actually really sweet. And we're, re- we're always really, really, really so thankful whenever we do get them. Um, yeah, so both for the algorithm uh, stuff that I mentioned, but also just it's nice. It's nice to hear approval from, from listeners and hear that we're doing okay. So we always appreciate a good rating and a review. It's from Gat. Seven two eight six on you, Apple yeah. Podcasts. Thank you so much. We're so appreciative. Um, you can also follow us across our social media, whether that be on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok or Threads. Um, we are posting new content over there every day, including clips from the podcast and memes and our instant thoughts on things that we're watching. So be sure to follow us across the board there at a gay and his NB. You can also get merchandise from us over at a gay and his NB uh, over there, you can purchase merchandise from us and a variety of things, including shirts and towels and um, stickers and various other items. We have now eight designs up on the store, including our 50th episode anniversary design that Merlin put together. It's amazing. I really love it. Um, Thank you, babe. Yeah, and I think we'll, you guys will love it, too. So go check that out at gaysmb.threadless.com. Uh, also, if you have a question for us that you would like us to answer on a future episode, you can submit that to us at a gaysmb.threadless.com at gmail.com and we may answer it on a future episode of the podcast so we always love um feedback in any way that you can give it to us we're so appreciative of it thank you for listening to us for 51 episodes hopefully 51 more down the line um but what are we getting into on this episode babe this is a special you know we, we we're doing some non-bravo stuff finally on the game zombie there's been a bit of a drought yeah um we are going to be talking about the premiere of uh season 45 of survivor and we have thoughts <laughs> we have thoughts um yeah uh, we are also going to before we get to that we are going to talk about the premiere of season 32 of dancing with the stars yeah we sat down and we made we really kind of were anticipating this a lot i've been We've, we, we'll watch Dancing with the Stars on occasion, but it's not really a thing that we've, like, sort of dedicated to watching every season. But, I mean, with Ariana and Mauricio being on, we kind of had to. Well, Ariana. I, I mean, I sure. Love, I love me some Mauricio to a certain if it was just If it was just Ariana, I still would have watched. If it was just Mauricio, I would not have. <laughs> so, yeah. you're, you're right. <laughs> Ariana definitely made it feel like more of an event, I would say. Um, like, and the fact that they put her as the final dancer... Um, of the night really highlights that they knew what they were doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, we we are keep keeping everyone for like. I forgot how long the premiere episodes are, like two hours. And they do like a commercial break between like every dance, and I'm like, okay, can we like you know go a little faster? Like it was a lot, but I think I I liked um what we saw. I thought for the most part it was really good. We had the new judging or not the new judging, the new hosting, I should say of. Alfonso Ribeiro and Julianne Huff, which I don't need. This is the first in the while without Tyra, right? Which, uh, yes. Which this, I had heard was a mess. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, 
Julianne um, took over the spot that Tyra was in. Um, last season, they had brought in um, um, Alfonso to be with Tyra, and that still didn't work. <laughs> the training reels were not uh, sufficient. Um, so they just went without Tyra. Um, and then Julianne Huff used to be a dancer on the show. Right. And then she um, moved to the judges' table um last season or the season before and was there because they had like four at one point right um and then now she is co-hosting with alfonso and um now we have uh the other uh judge that has taken uh our beloved lens space yeah on the uh on the judging panel what is his name derek derek huff Derek. yes the other the other huff um (laughs) huff and puff which one's Puff? I don't know. There we go. Um, well, so you mentioned Len. I, I actually, to, I thought what they did with the whole Len stuff was really good. Yes. I was wondering how they were going to handle sort of like, I thought they did it really well. They've renamed the Mirrorball Trophy after him. And so I, I, I kind of wish it was like, a, like the, the Oscars, like um, in that the trophy was still the Mirrorball Trophy, but you win the, the Lynn Goodman Award. Right. I, like some sort of you know, like special like Academy Award, Award, the Oscars. You know, oh, okay. Like a so separate... where it's the same name, but the statue is the Mirrorball Trophy, but the award is the Lynn Goodman Award. Right, 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 right. I like you know what I mean? Idea. Yeah, and I thought it, it. I think. I mean, you're gonna. I think he is very much missed. I think Derek doesn't. I mean, he's not the same person. I don't think you're. No. Gonna, I don't think you're gonna recreate Lynn and no. what he contributed to the show and like sort of the toughness and the sort of like you know, stringency in terms of like, you know, um, like he was the hard ass in many ways. Right. But, uh, but you know, Carrie Ann and Abba is not untough. That's like, true. She has, she is a stickler for footwork. Um, and she has always been a stickler for, for, for footwork since the very beginning of the show. Um, I used to watch as a kid, uh, you know, 32 seasons ago, whatever it was. Yeah. And, um, it, She's always been that way. Um, so it's not just Lynn. She has gotten booze from the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think the I mean, I think Bruno has from on occasion as well, but like it it's mostly been Lynn and Carrie Ann. That's what I was I think I made a comment of like maybe the crowd should boo like in tributes, like you know what I mean? Because <laughs> when I think of Len, I think of the big booze that the crowd yeah. would give him for like critiques and stuff like that. I, I He yeah. reveled in it. Oh yeah, he loved it. Um but no, it was a I thought it was a really fitting and, and, and nice tribute. Um I guess we can go through sort of like one by one our thoughts on everyone's uh opening performances uh and stuff like that. Um, the first up was um, uh, Sochi Gomez, who was paired with Val. Sochi is in Marvel. Yes, she uh, <laughs> she co-starred. Um, Help me out, man. In um, uh, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Uh, she was kind of his not sidekick because that reduces her role, but like she was a co-star with him. Okay. So it was him, Sochi and um Elizabeth uh Olsen as uh Wanda Maximoff. Um so it she was fabulous in that movie. Loved her, you know, so much in that movie. Um, and she's pretty young, right? She's like 18, 19, I want to say. Uh, I, I don't know. Is she that young? We'll we'll see. What does Wikipedia say? I feel like they made reference to it. I can't remember. Um, oh my god, she was born in 2006. 
<laughs> no, thank you. Um, but yeah, so I thought so she did the cha cha for her first dance. I thought she did really well. Um, I think she's sort of. I I think definitely, obviously, when in the first round, you get kind of like who have the potential and who don't. I would right. say I think Sochi has the potential to go far. I don't know if she'll necessarily make it all the way. But um, she could. I mean, she's definitely got the the basis there for someone who could end up in the finale. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Can we talk about that weird, like, so when, like, whenever someone dances on Dancing with the Stars, they have the, the their either, like, family or friends or whatever, and they have, like, their table or whatever in the crowd and stuff. They cut to hers at one point, and there's this guy in this, like, giant silver, like, dog head mask thing. Right. That was, like, what the chrome. hell was that? I I was hoping you could explain. I was like, is this a Marvel thing? I mm. No, I, the only thing, I, like, it's not Dead Mouse, but it was giving me Dead Mouse vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something in that realm. Where, but it was just very confusing, and it was not explained. <laughs> <laughs> nope, just the chrome dog head. Just, what is, what is going on? Um, she did a, she got an 18 total, 666, which... <laughs> As a witch, I appreciated that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good sign. Um, I thought she did de- uh, pretty decent in the early goings. Um, then we had Barry Williams uh, with uh, PETA. Barry Williams is, of course, known as being Greg Brady from the lovely uh, show from the 70s, uh, The Brady Bunch. Uh, a lot of people grew up with that. I grew up with that, even though I wasn't born until, you know, late 80s. So, I mean... You know, he's definitely a beloved person in my mind. Yeah. I mean, Nick, I mean, even though by generation, you know, but like, I remember still watching like Nick at Night. Like you would always right. get the reruns and stuff like that. I will say, I feel like you said he was going to be first out when, th- when the cast was announced. You know, sometimes, but I think uh, sometimes, you know, you get people like that and they last and sometimes they don't. It just yeah. depends on who picks up the season. Um, you know, he seemed to do well in the voting, so he may be around a while. And he seemed to not be not his dance be too was, bad. His yeah. dance was decent, I thought. Especially, you know, uh, when we called ageist, but especially for his age, he moved very well. Yeah. I My thought when I saw it was, like, it, he probably has a certain level of uh, helpful experience right. be, with his acting background. Like, there is a certain, especially that era of acting... There is a certain level of choreography to everything. Right. Well, and didn't the didn't the Brady Bunch do like a a musical thing that's kind of similar to the Partridge family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for a little bit. I don't know how much they did, but you know, some sort of something. And they had musical episodes as well, I think, on there. You could tell he has like at least some sort of rhythm to yeah, him, yeah. which I appreciated. But also he's from an era in acting where in order to make it, you had to be a triple threat. You had to be, you know, someone who could sing and dance and act. Yeah. You know, and you you had to be able to do the the variety show type thing. You know, everybody had to do that. So uh, he was on the tail end of that. That was kind of dying out in the in the seventies and eighties. But, um, you know, he he definitely still has the skill set, and we see that on the dance floor this week. Yeah, he got a sixteen, which I thought was pretty solid. Um, then they had Tyson Beckford uh, with Jenna. Um, who did a cha-cha. I was kind of disappointed in his performance. He seemed very, like, yeah. I don't know what you thought about, like, when his, like, intro package and stuff. He seemed kind of cocky going in. Very cocky. And I and I get it. Like, his vibe just, maybe it's just his aura that comes off that way because he is such a confident model and, and sort of all that stuff. But for being a model, I thought that he didn't deliver 
emotionally in the dance whatsoever. I thought he right. seemed like very dead behind the eyes. Well, it was very dead in front of the eyes too, because his moves were wooden. Yeah, very wooden. Goodness, it was rough. Like some of the football players move better than this man does. Right, right. right. And it was well, like you're a model. Like you, you should know how to move your body. That's literally your craft. Yeah, it's like that's that's the thing that I was. I thought he had a lot of going into it that could work to his advantage. I just did not see. Um, and when we got to the end result, I was actually a little um, surprised with how that turned out, not to spoil it. But uh, he got three fours uh, in a 12 total. So, um, you know, it probably um, is because he did Never Too Much by Luther Vandross as his song. So he just decided his mantra for the week was never give too much. <laughs> never, never too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. Then you were really excited about Allison Hannigan being on the cast. I love Allison but Hannigan. But can you tell me why you were pissed? Tell, tell the listeners why you were so, pissed. So, okay. So, Allison Hannigan gets, um, gets introduced as an actor, you know, and of course, we all love her as an actor. Um, but they all, they continually, you know, cite her being on um, How I Met Your Mother and being part of the American Pie franchise. And never, not once, did they fucking mention Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they flashed, though, a photo of, like, her with Sarah Michelle Gellar, though. Yeah, but it was out of context. But it wasn't even on set. Yeah. It was just a random picture with Sarah Michelle Gellar. And it's like, okay, yes, I get that. But, like, that's where we know her from. <laughs> like, she would not have been on In American Pie. She would not have been on How I Met Your Mother if it was not for her amazing performance in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Like, give props to where she started. Like, that's where we know her from. Fuck the other shit. Yeah. It, yeah. She's Willow, goddammit. She's a <laughs> witch. Give us our fucking representation. But it's also Disney. And I, I think Buffy was a Fox product. Um, oh yeah and how i met your mother was on in was on uh abc i believe yeah. so that's disney and american pie i don't know who produced or who like what but there was no not that. enough a connect connection to where they would ignore it basically right so they basically just fully ignored Buffy. they really i mean that's the other thing with dancing with the stars it's just like if you're an abc product you're getting on this show like you yeah know, at the end of the day um, she was paired with Sasha and they did a salsa. She tried. <laughs> she tried. And goodness, she had so much energy. And that's something that we know Allison Hannigan for is yeah. just like going balls to the wall. And she sure did. <laughs> and it was enjoyable, even though it was not technically sound at all. I think they gave her, because she got a 5 4 4. So they, she at least got one 5. From Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann. And like she, I, they did like the dip. You know what was that move where it's the dip where they like she just goes backwards and they catch him, catch her behind the head or whatever. I don't know what the name of it is. Yeah, I don't. know. I look at it, and go, ooh, that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but I thought like that element was what kind of like helped her a little bit in that regard because otherwise she was kind of missing a lot of steps and was like. But she sold that shit on her face. Well, she could have sold me a bridge in the middle of the desert yeah. over a, a river and. <laughs> Because she was kind of almost, it was almost played up in a way where it's like, I don't, like, what was intentional, what was not. You know what I mean? Like, where it's like, there was sort of an affableness to her uh -huh. that, like, helped with that. Um, yeah. And so, it's not like she hasn't done any dancing before. Like, I, there's a, there was a musical uh, episode of uh, Buffy, 
you know, so she's done a little bit. Wasn't she the one who said that, like, she got kicked out of her ballet class because she wasn't good enough? Or, like, uh-huh. her teacher, like, like she I had think a ballet so. teacher who was, like, mean to her or something like that. Yeah, so I think so. Like, getting back at her. So mm-hmm. well, I I think that she didn't necessarily get back at her, um, and maybe her teacher was correct, but um, she definitely had fun, and we had fun watching her, and that's really what counts with Dancing with the Stars. I think people discount the the fact that this is at the end of the day entertainment. This is not a standard dancing competition where you yeah. get on there and have to be technically perfect. At the end of the day, people want to see people that they love having fun. And she delivered that. Yeah, I thought she did a good job for for her. <laughs> uh, then we go to Harry Jowsey. So he's from Too Hot to Handle, which is a reality show. Um, and he's paired with Riley, who is, this is her first season, and she was originally on Dancing with the Stars Jr. So she, this is her first time on, like, the full main franchise. Um, he's the one that was just basically abs with a face, right? Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. He like showed his abs and yay. His posture was terrible. I thought awful. Like like he was just down, like shoulders, like really bent down, like head down. It was just like, there was no, like as bad as I thought Tyson was, I thought he was worse. I agree. I thought he, I thought Harry was my least favorite in terms of actual performance. Like, and again, I don't know him really. I don't watch because he's because Two Outs Handle is like a Netflix, one of those Netflix dating shows. I'm not the biggest fan of like the Netflix reality yeah. genre. I, I The only one I liked on there was The Circle. Yeah, that one was fun. But like, I, apparently it's much more popular than like because people watch hmm. like Love is Blind and like, you know, all that. So it's like maybe he'll have a big enough following. I mean, I guess they saved him this week because he does not go home, surprisingly. Yeah, they carried him enough. Hell, so. he's not in the, even in the bottom two. Yeah. Which just blew my mind. I thought, we'll get to it. I think it was a fucked up bottom two. <laughs> um, Jason Mraz was next with Daniela. I, I, I'm not the biggest Jason Mraz fan. Not, not like, I don't hate right. him. Like, he, he's, it's not like, fuck him, he's a bad person. I just know, I, he has the one song I know, and then, you know. Yeah. I feel like his music is not for my generation. Uh, I mean, it's just, he's a singer-songwriter type. And if you like singer-songwriter type music, then you're going to love Jason Mraz. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a very different genre. Um, but he had great energy, I thought, on like fabulous. He looked he was the best of the night at that point, I would say for sure. Like by far. Like like good energy, good footwork. Um you were talking about how like the sort of like it kind of go went to the, the sort of like misconception that some people have of like, you know, it's sort of harder to be or it's easier to be a man on this show than a woman. Yes. And I would I would say, you know, it is while I think women are expected to perform more than the male stars that get on here, um, because just you know, just women in dancing in general yeah. have to perform more to be at the level of a pro. So it's more obvious when they're not a pro. Um, the men, when they don't perform well and don't match their the energy of their partner it is more obvious right, right, right? because there is such a gap in the energy. Like you can't be a tree and expect for your partner to not completely outshine you. Yeah, exactly. Like you have more ability as a, as a female to sort of give to, to 
play up certain things or to sort of like, you know, have this graceful intent, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and it not to mean that there's anything in Jason's performance that relates to that. Cause Jason did amazingly well. I, I thought, you know, I personally would have had him tie for second best of the night, but maybe that's just my bias. Yeah. I agree. I thought he did really well. I think he'll definitely be a front runner. I, oh, I agree. And I think he'll probably have the votes in terms of a lot of like, because I mean, people love Jason Mraz. Um, next was Jamie Lynn Spears. <laughs> part, I was going to say her partner was Alan. Uh, she got a 15. Moving on. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So apparently, um, you know, I, and I've not seen this firsthand. We, we watched... Um, our our lovely friend uh, Emily Hanks from She Speaks Bravo do a live watch of uh, Dancing with the Stars the other night, mm-hmm. um, and she had mentioned that Brittany. Um, there was a, a report. There was a report that Brittany had had you know, had said supportive things of Brit, of uh, Jamie Lynn being on the show, and if they've mend, mended fences, yeah, I don't know how much I of don't, that is PR. Fair. Um, if they have mended fences, I don't know how much I can hold on to a grudge when the aggrieved person is not holding on to a grudge. So, like, I don't have any skin in the game. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really appreciate her saying in the thing in her like little video package thing. In my family, we had a lot of tough love. Girl, like we want to forget. Like, I, I, I don't need. Like, I didn't need Lynn there. Like I did, I did not like. I either needed Brittany in the audience. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Or I needed there to be no mention of family. Yeah, just talk about her time on TV. I want. I would love after this is all said and done to hear what Ariana had to say. They were there was a moment in like where they do like the where they're all like joint together like oh this per, you know couple people are up next and Ariana had to be next to her and like I was. One, I was like, I knowing how big of a Britney fan Ariana is, like, I could see her not fucking with her whatsoever. Yeah. Um. Then we had uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, NFL player, uh, with his partner Britt, um, and they uh, were performing a salsa. They did decently well. I don't remember too much. The anytime there's these like celebrity shows and there's like a football, play, I zone out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like mm, like he was fine he was middle of the pack yeah not, nothing to write home about him particularly um lele pons was next uh with her partner brandon um who is a tiktok star who uh but she's from brazil right? uh brazil somewhere in south america yeah. it may be argentina and but so she had but she does like dance videos on tiktok right so like but it seemed like the videos they show were like. Well, she apparently started on Vine before TikTok. God, Vine! It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, she doesn't look that old enough to be like in that Vine era. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so but she did a, a tango that was I think pretty impressive. Um, uh, overall, she got a six seven six. Um, definitely, it plays I guess fast and loose with the people who like have the dancing background going in. Like that's always right. been a big hot topic with like dancing with the stars and stuff like that. Um, but you know, I think, you know, I, I don't know her following. She, yeah. I think they said like something like 5 million or some like crazy amount of like followers she has or something. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, we'll see. Um, I really thought um, Mira Savino did really well. I thought Gleb. so, too. I really enjoyed that. And I thought she was so, like, you know, there was a genuineness to her and sort of like a, like, you could see, like, when she was getting praise and, like, the critiques and stuff like that, how much it meant to her to sort mm-hmm. of, like. Well, and I she started out a little rough, but her costume was doing a lot of work for her mm-hmm. at the very beginning. But. After, after you know, a, a little bit, she started really getting into it. And you could see the hip action was there. Yeah. It wasn't just the costume. Um, you know, I think she was, Bruno pointed out, like, like, her legs are actually really solid. In they're terms of, fucking gorgeous legs. Mm-hmm. Like, those legs were plucked off of a, off of a Barbie doll and put <laughs> onto her body. Like, gorgeous legs. Yeah. And I think that I agree with their critique of just, like, you have all of that element of it. It's just, like bring the confidence into your face and sort of like, you know, you could, I, I actually think she could do really well. Um, at the end of the day, um, she got a 17 total. Um, then we get to Mauricio, uh, with his partner, Emma. I love that. They were like, you may know me from buying Beverly Hills, my Netflix show about real estate. It's like, no one knows you from that. They know you from the housewives. Yeah. Well, but they don't want to. You like, are Kyle Richards' husband for um, now. Unless that was the only th- reason that you're on, they don't want to hype up um, another network television show as opposed to a streaming show. Yeah. Because Netflix doesn't pull from the same audience. Like the ratings doesn't work the same. Mm-hmm. So if they prop up an NBC product, which is what Bravo is then that's directly in competition. So they want to do Netflix first and then, oh yeah, this little thing called Housewives. Don't worry about that. Though. Right. He, but he definitely is trying to sort of like pave his path as like his own reality star. And I'm just like, mm. I don't, I, I haven't watched his show, but like it doesn't, I don't know. I don't find Maurice controversial opinion because there's, you know, he is, in many people's opinion, the hottest house husband and all that stuff. I think he has lost that title in the last year or so. There's a couple contenders nipping at his heels. But at the very, I don't think he's charismatic enough to carry a reality show. Yeah. In my opinion. I think he's a great side character for Kyle. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Kyle, Kyle was there. Uh- <laughs> and didn't jump up and, you know... On onto her feet until the camera, the was, camera on was on her, and then she like didn't even get onto her feet before the camera was gone, and had no ring on. Uh huh. Which I thought was interesting. Yep. Uh, o- only one daughter was with them. It was the one. That no, was, I think they had both. Or, or well, no, they have three children, right? Well, they. Um, it was the it was daughter Farrah that was and- on camera was the one who was on his show with him. Okay. Which is why I think he, Which she I was the one that was on camera. I literally, I can't tell them apart, to be I, honest. I, I don't know. It, well, part of it is that we binge-watched everything, so they grew up so fast oh, in yeah, front yeah, of yeah, our yeah. faces. And it's really hard to like go, okay, which one are you? Are you Farah? I don't know. Last time I remember Farah, she was seven. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like, I don't, I don't know who you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he did a jive. It was decent. It was just a little... He d- he gives dad vibes, like yeah. dad dancing at a bar mitzvah. I think they made that comment on the. Yes, um, he he was doing this. So in a jive, you have to kind of have this bouncy thing going on. Right, 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 right. He was doing too much bounce, not enough dance. Mm-hmm. And maybe he can find that 
level. Maybe he'll excel next week because next week is Latin week. Yeah, yeah, um, that's yeah, that's what they were saying. But um, but the the jive was not it. For, I thought there was him. stuff there, like there was a couple things that he. There was that one moment, like but right before they go into like the big uh, moment in the song, but where he kind of like slips a little bit, you could tell, mm-hmm. and sort of like has to readjust. But like he, I I thought there were some good points to it, you know. Yeah. Um. Then we had Charity Lawson uh, with Artem. Um, Charity is from The Bachelor. Um. Uh, she's like I. From what I think she said, she's the only, not maybe not the only one, but I think one of the only like couples to make it on The Bachelor. So credit to her for that. Yeah. Um, she was great. Uh, her tango uh, was the highest score of the night with a seven seven eight. Um, definitely, I would say nipping at Ariana's heels in terms of the front runner. So I'm I and we have our favorites. So yeah, unfortunately, we will be rooting against you, Charity. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, actually, you know what? I'd be fine if she went home early just to get out of Ariana's way. Yeah. But um, I, I really enjoyed watching her dancing. I will say, you know, there was mention of, I think, three other Bachelorette winners that have been on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, she's got, she's holding her own against those other three. Yeah. You know, she's continuing that tradition of doing well. Um, you know, I thought it was a really good dance. I thought it was really, um, I really enjoyed the, um, choice of only girl in the world for, uh, by me, uh, Rihanna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was cute. It yeah. Was, it was I thought a- it was really well done. Then we had Matt Walsh with Coco. I was so mad at the judging on this. I thought he did much better than they gave him credit for. I thought that he did much better than they gave it credit for. I would like to notate that this is comedian and actor Matt Walsh. <laughs> oh, when they not wh- political fil- figure Matt Walsh. When I when they when they were just released a list and I didn't see any pictures, I was like, "Are you motherfucking?" And I was so <laughs> thankful. No, he. Uh, yeah, thank what, God. What show is he from? The Office. Uh, sure. Like when you you know his face. Like once you see his face, you're yeah. Like, oh, that one. Um, old white guy with a mustache. Yes. Um, but I thought, and he obviously is doing like the funny shtick in his like sort of intro package. I but here's the thing. I thought he did really solid actually, and I not like yeah. not like amazing. I wouldn't put him in like towards the top, but no. I thought, but I thought he maybe would have gotten a fifteen or something. They got gave him a twelve. He did bet. He like the fact that Allison Hannigan got a point more than him i thought was weird yeah they put him on par with tyson and harry which i thought was completely not correct yeah Yeah. um and then okay so then we get to ariana uh with her partner pasha this was it was like everything was they built to it perfectly to where i was so excited and anticipated everything i kind of wish that there had been a way to hide what dress she was wearing until oh, her, oh yeah, because she she basically did a a dance costume version of her revenge dress from the reunion. So good, it was fucking fabulous. And like they start in like this mock up of the bar at Sir with all the purple lighting. And it was like- ugh, it it was everything yeah i loved her she really got me emotional in the package too and i know like like scandal hasn't been that long ago but it really does feel like a big journey for her in terms of getting to this point and yeah. like i love the message that she's going into this season with i think she has a i think even if you're not someone who watches vanderpump rules and what but what she laid out of in terms of her story i think she's going to be someone that a lot of people are going to root for yeah because it's like you are finding the confidence through this medium. And I, and 
you know, we know watching Vanderpump Rules, like, you know, Ariana has been so very open about like struggling with like mental health and sort of like self-image and all that stuff. So to get to see her just like be sexy and be like, you know, so confident on there was yeah. really awesome. I, I initially was disappointed that she wasn't going to be singing Good as Gold with this, obviously with this dress. She yeah. wasn't going to be dancing to Good as Gold. But I feel like they'll save it. The fact that she did Love Myself by Haley Steinfeld yeah, was such a good so song. good. Such a perfect song. Such to- a perfect fucking song for this dress and like her debut uh was just fabulous yeah well done we won't go into too um much detail but of course um that's asshole that <laughs> ariana had to deal with for nine years um of, of of course he couldn't like be out of the spotlight enough and let her have that moment the fact that less than 24 hours after he announces that fucking podcast that he's Ugh. doing which I I think I showed I today was the first day I showed you the actual like his trailer that he did for it. I literally had douche chills. It was so like so it was cringy. so it was so nasty. Like his body language was so overly performative. Like he was wiggling. He was wiggling in his chair. Mm. It's too much. It's way too much. But she's gonna continue. She's gonna be on every week, and she's gonna be doing amazing and shining and 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 being fantastic at what she does. Um, so they, uh, and she got a 21. So she was tied for second with, uh, Jason Mraz. So good, really good start for her. Um, I think she's definitely have, has the potential to be a front runner. I really think so. Um, so they narrow down to t- final two and I, have th- so they're doing, they basically do the average of like the scores and then the fan votes. So from what I can tell, what happens is you, they take all of the votes that came in um via the website and via text and say what percentage of all of those votes went to this person right and then you get a score based on that and then also they do the same thing with the judges scores how many how many points were given by the judges overall what percentage of those points went to this person and then that it gets tabulated together to become your score. Um, somehow the bottom two ended up being um, Matt Walsh and Mauricio. Which I was very shocked by. But I think it's because all the Bravo fans came uh, came in and went all out for Ariana. And there was nothing for Mauricio to have. That's yeah. possible. Yeah. I wonder. Well, because I don't, I don't think it's a response to the divorce stuff. I can't think. Because who would blame Mauricio in terms of that? No. Um, but you know, it, I don't know, because I feel like Vanderpump pulls from the, a similar audience to Beverly Hills since it's been, it's spun off from there. Yeah. Um, but also who was voting for Jamie Lynn? Right. <laughs> who was voting for Jamie Lynn? Right. Can we be honest? Like that's what, and, and you know, her score was good enough, I would say to probably help her in certain realms. It, but. it could have been a demographic that was maybe skewed a little bit younger than us who watched her on Zoe 101, 101, but don't really have an allegiance to Britney. Sure. So it, it could have been that, but that's an awful young demographic to be pulled out for dancing with the stars. Yeah, exactly. Dancing with the stars is very much the, 40 to 60 right. demographic. And it's like, <laughs> like, cause it, you would, the Zoe 101 f- 
fans would be like only like slightly younger than I am. So yeah. like maybe in like their mid twenties. Yeah, but that's gonna end up being older Gen Z and not millennials. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I didn't see I didn't see where that but I, I was very I thought it should have been um what's the Harry in the bottom. I thought oh, I agree. for sure. And I was sad that Matt went because for some reason and also so they're not doing for some reason I thought it was that they went down to a top two and then the judges voted. Um it used to be that they went down to a top or to a bottom three. Or bottom two. Or bottom three. It used to be that they went to a bottom three, and then the judges saved one, right? And then, and then the bottom, and then the bottom of the bottom two went home. I think um, it's been a, a few minutes, but yeah, yeah. And Matt Walsh went home, which I was just like, that was disappointing to me. I mean, I'm glad that we get Mauricio for at least another week, but like, yeah, it, it, yeah. I thought he had way more potential than some of the other people. Um, at the end of the day, but overall, we're, I don't think we're going to be reviewing Dancing with the Stars every week. Um, no, I, I think um, what we'll end up doing is we'll re- we reviewed it this week. We'll do a midpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so after episode six, uh, and then we'll do one after the finale, which is episode eleven. Yes, but we will definitely will be watching every week, and we will be supporting Ariana, and we will be voting for Ariana uh, every week. Um, so yeah, we're excited. I, I, I think it was, I, I'm, I'm very much rooting her on to get that mirror ball. And I think she has the most potential of any Bravo person in order to get it. I would have loved, uh, cause I think Kenya was the most recent one on Bravo spirit. Of yeah, Bonnet. I think so. And I feel like she, I would have loved to see her win, but I don't know if she had the fan support. I think Ariana can get it. Um, yeah, so we're excited. Um, we're going to take a brief commercial break, and then when we come back, we're talking the newest season of Survivor, Survivor 45, the premiere. Don't go anywhere. Well, hello, friends. I'm your pal in the mainstream media. And, and I'm the Riz. And, and you know, Riz, it takes years of strenuous, dedicated training before you're worthy to step inside a professional wrestling ring. But it takes even more time to develop complex, highly astute opinions about professional wrestling. Am I right? That is correct. Yes. And you know where we can find that? Yes. On the Wrestling Man. That's right. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And if you're anything like us, you live your life out loud. And when it comes to issues of discrimination, inequity, and outright bigotry... We use every platform we have to speak out against systems of oppression that perpetrate violence against marginalized groups. That's why we are so proud to wear designs from the Survivors Know merch store. Their team has created designs that feature unapologetic, empowering, and survivor-centered messaging that range from mild, like accountability is love and toxicity is not on the menu, to a little more spicy, like one of my favorites, Fuck your laws, fuck your system, transformative justice now, which has a cute little happy flower on it. Each design is available on a variety of items from t-shirts and hoodies to bags, blankets, magnets, and even stickers. And as more items become available, the options will continue to grow. 100% of the proceeds go back into supporting the amazing work done at Survivors Know to support survivors, workers, and survivor advocates by organizing, challenging the status quo, and creating alternatives to the systems that fail us. Support Survivors Know by shopping today at SurvivorsKnow.Threadless.com That's SurvivorsKnow.Threadless.com 
Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com. Welcome back to A Gay and His MB. Let's head on down to Fiji and meet our new Survivor Castaways. Okay, so this premiere of Survivor 45 was something. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know what to think. We were very, um, we had a, a an opinionated like couple hours afterwards just like discussing what we had just watched. Um, it wasn't bad, I will say. It was mm. in- it was in the sense that it was entertaining. I was very entertained. Was it the best gameplay? No. Am I hopeful for the best gameplay this season? No. I I need to talk to the casting department. What what what's going on, guys? Like and and from what I was seeing from interviews, I think like like Jeff seemed very excited about this season and that it could be who knows? Like, maybe if they decide to know, because never mind, that won't happen. But like, I, I was thinking maybe the person who went home this week, they'll decide to replace with one of the um, alternates. Alternates, because they fly the alternates out too. The alternates are on the island. Sure, but I, mm, I don't, I don't think that's happening. And I think uh, we'll get to it. We'll get. Ooh. It, it's 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 hard to digest i think um we see everyone uh sort of arriving on their boats uh sort of initially they i will say they did say that we were supposed to be getting the intro back the the classic survivor intro that had been gone for seasons i think that we're getting it back next, next week, week. I'm, I'm sick of the cold up and like i get it we're in a new era where it's like you don't have intros like that anymore really on reality television everything's a cold open everything or on tv really in general a lot of shows even primetime shows don't have an opening sequence anymore yeah they just give you the title splash after a cold open and then you head on into the rest of the show yeah not only like I need it for this season, but also I need it retroactively. I need when go on to Paramount Plus and all that stuff and put those things in retroactively because I I, I feel bad because everyone deserves to have that intro. I feel it's such an iconic intro for the show that like oh yeah, it's really important. But we have the three tribes: uh, uh the Bello tribe, which is in blue, the Lulu tribe, which is in yellow, and then the Reba tribe, which is in red. Which I was like, are we? Is Reba gonna show up on the island? Like what the? <laughs> like I, what was that decision? I mean, I know that they're all like Fijian words, but right. like I was like, and also, but it's like to also make that the Red Tribe. I thought was making a statement. Yeah, um, I think that I, I know that Reba is the Fijian word for hawk, and I think that it's um, like a specific hawk that maybe is like red in color, like a red-tailed hawk or something like that. Yeah. Um, Lulu is Fijian for owl, which they do not seem to have the wisdom of the owls. So <laughs> we'll see. And then Bello is the Fijian word for heron. So like a blue heron. So yeah. that makes sense. Um, they all arrive on the big boat at the start. Um, some of the n- things I know. So we have Kendra on, uh, Bello, um, who's a Libra in case she, she says Libra about as many times as Angie says Greek on Salt Lake City. Uh, just about. <laughs> she was interesting, to say the least. We get more of her when she actually gets to the island. Uh, then they had, oh, God, what was his, the, what was the guy, the name of the guy who does the Tai Chi? 
Um, his name is Sifu or something. Sifu, yes. He was annoying the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah. Le- well, le- I think this is a good place to start in terms of like our discussion of like this cast. There's a lot of, I'll just say it. There's a lot of weirdos. Uh huh. And I think there's too many weirdos. And I think that's crazy to say because it's not like I want the sort of like stereotypical, like beefed up, like, you know, competition beast. Like, but you need a beef. couple of those. You need a couple. And it's like, I think that's the thing of like also, the, there are a lot of players here that I, I saw a tweet which was like, I feel like some of these people would have been better on Big Brother. Yes. And then put some of the, like, the douche bros on. It's like, it's still a show in which you are on an island competing to survive. Right. At the base level. And I get that the fan base of Survivor now, the fan base of Survivor, I think, looks like the people who are on this cast. And that's great. It's a longstanding series and people love to be on this show and want, but not everyone can do like, it's not just, it's, it's not just a strategy game, right? It's not just a competitive, like sort of like outmaneuvering yourself and like tricking people and lying to people. That's part of it. It's literally survival. It's like, it's in the title. Yeah. Like there's so many other elements to it. And I don't know why, like I didn't feel that way much with last season. I thought like you, and you had like Carolyn and yam yam and, and like, like Carolyn famously did terrible in challenges and was yeah. like, you know, but I didn't feel the helplessness yeah. that we're seeing this season. Like in terms of these people who I don't think, need to be there (laughs) well i mean but we did see that in like carson carson had a really rough time there for a few episodes sure was like sick like really sick yeah yeah i don't know why i don't i'm I'm also conflicted I, i don't know why it annoys me now like i get i think we had a lot in this episode maybe that was just it and maybe it'll a lot a lot but like it just, I was like, I think we need to re- reshift how we do this because this isn't working. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and also another one that stood out immediately when they get on the boat is Brandon on the Lulu tribe who immediately starts crying because he's so excited. <laughs> and it's just like a high pitch. Like, like Jeff like calls on him at one point. He's like, yeah, I'm so, I'm so excited. I just, like, like, he's like. Which I get. I love, but like, but then that doesn't that excitement and that eagerness to be here and be part of the game doesn't then translate past the beginning of this first challenge. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad. I felt bad, like getting annoyed by him. You know what I mean? Because he's not a bad person. Like, I, no, I don't. I really like him. I've been following him on Twitter for a couple weeks, and like, he's really cool. He's really chill. Like, he seems to be passionate about the game. Yeah. So, like, I get it. And it. It's funny because I feel like the people who are really passionate about Survivor, like you were saying, would do better on Big Brother. And the people who are really passionate about Big Brother would do better on Survivor. Right. It's like there isn't a, like, you were saying, because like, I think I was, because you were, you were saying at one point when we were, like, I, you could have never done Survivor, basically. Right. But, and you were like, I probably couldn't do Big Brother either. I'm like, but you could, though. They're not, do, like, 
You got to put together a puzzle and then like, you no, know. No, but there's some physical challenges on Big Brother that I think I would injure myself trying to do. And I am not the kind of person who, when put under that level of pressure, is able to just say, no, I can't do this. Yeah. We're not watching extensively the new season that has Sari on it of Big Brother. Um, I w- I've been watching clips and sort of like, pe- like I've been following what's been happening without watching any of the episodes. Um, I feel like she, she must have been like, felt like so like readjusted in terms of that, because it's like, you know, in like that survivor scene where like she couldn't walk across that balance beam or whatever in the uh-huh. ocean and was struggling so hard and was like crying and stuff like that. It's like, you, you don't have to worry about half the shit in this house. Like, yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah. I mean, I probably could do big brother. I think I could be, I would be more comfortable doing like the UK version of big brother. Sure. Um, because their challenges are not nearly as physical, but I feel like you would rage quit. Oh the no. UK version. Cause those people are insane. <laughs> sure. But I, can put up with insane okay i can put up with insane for a while um and can actually i i think i would be able to play the the social game really well there mm-hmm. um so i mean I, I don't know um also bruce is back so and they were acknowledged like they were like you all you guys all know bruce i for my own interpretation they don't watch the previous it, the way they film it like they film it by the time before the previous season even airs. No, this is the first of two. Okay. So if it's the first of two, I right. they, they still they, they do get it, to watch it. They do it in an, in pairs. So they did Survivor 41 and 42. Like back to back, essentially. Back to back, essentially. And then 43 and 44. And then 45 and 46. Gotcha. The, the, for some reason, I always thought it was like once, uh, like, but you're, so it's like completely back to back. Cause like, the, it's so similar. They literally to, take a week, reset the island, and have the new pe- people come in. Similar like to how they did Traders the first season, where they filmed like the UK version and then the and US version. And then the US version back to back, yeah. Um, but so he's back. He's talking about how excited he is. You know, he makes a comment uh, when Jeff is calling on him about like, yeah, it's like, you know, a fresh start, you know. You know, I don't really come into this with any advantage. You know, I'm starting, ba- at, you know, once the first thing, you know, first challenge starts, I'm basically on the same playing field as everyone else. And, and then Emily pulls out a machete and chops his head off. <laughs> Can we talk about Emily? Oh, my God. The way he says this and her, like, they cut to her eyebrow, like, sort of, like, li- and I'm not saying, like, metaphorically. No, her eyebrow literally raises to, like, like, she's the... I think she, I am annoyed by her, but I, I think I'm glad that I am, if that makes sense, because I feel like she's the villain we need. Yeah, but I wish she didn't have the racist dog whistles. <gasps> well, yeah, okay, yeah, that part I do not like. That part, the part where she seemingly only has an issue with the black people so far is, and the, and the only black people in the cast is very odd. Um, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of that. Um, but she's basically speaking up when when Bruce says this of like, you know, you know, I think he's just speaking too much with authority or whatever. And Bruce like does the counter argument and then she replies again, basically like, well, then this is what Bruce is trying to do. I'm like, girl, like you're starting off quick. Yeah. I don't know what this like. I think she I was going to say, I don't know what the strategy is, but like, I think she's actually just very like socially unaware and probably like, and, and genuinely thinks that like, you know this is just the normal thing to do. Like, 
who knows? Um, yeah, it it was something. Um, we go to we start the, they start with the cha- first challenge on the boat to where they can earn their supplies or whatever. And basically, they uh, they have to empty these sandbags out of this crate that are on the boat, and then retrieve a key, and then they have to. Two, they're basically broken up two people on each rung of this sort of like relay right the other two then have to jump off the boat and paddle to another boat to then come back and then they have to retrieve they they then climb up a ladder onto the boat and then the other the final two then have to retrieve the flint um from this uh in this bag that's like in one of those spiral things and they have the poles mm-hmm, to like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like we said with our when we reviewed Survivor last year, like me describing these challenges, I'm just like, so there's a thing, and then you have the this part. It, it's like everything is like okay. Look, we're kind of expecting that our listeners have seen the episode, yeah. So we're really just reminding you, right? We're we're just going, hey, remember this challenge? This was what was going on, yeah. yeah. So they get to so it's pretty even for the most part until. Uh, the Lulu tribe gets to the ladder that the ladder when they're in the boat on the bottom and they have to climb up the ladder to get back into the giant boat and Brandon's struggling on the ladder. And I was, I'm still slightly confused. You were, you've explained it to me multiple times and I, and I hear you, but I still don't get it. So the issue is that when you are under the water, trying to pull yourself up onto something that is out of the water, the surface tension of the, I'm going get to get into physics here. The surface tension of the water holds you down. The larger you are, the larger that tension is. Okay. So because he is a larger guy, it is going to be difficult for him to get out of the water to climb up onto something that is above the water like the ladder is. Yeah. Um, especially because the only way to do that is to put your feet on the bottom rung and kind of pull yourself up. And what is at the, the bottom, bottom of, of you, what is at the bottom of you at that point? Your ass, which is the biggest part of your body. So, and the bottom rung is still, un- like, there's a couple rungs that are under the water still. So. It's just the one rung, but yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it, but he was basically like, I can't do this. <laughs> like, I can't. Well, it, it completely sapped him of all his energy. He needed to climb back into the boat, which would have been much easier to right. do. And then get on the ladder from the boat. But Sean, who was with him in the in that real, like, just goes up the ladder and is just waiting with everybody else, and he's just not coming. And they're like, "Yeah, maybe you should go help him." Like, I don't know. and then he finally gets up there and just collapses, like, just straight up, like, crawling to the mat. To t- well, and part of the issue is that when he was in the water, he started having a panic attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> It was a lot. Um, and but uh, Reba ends up winning uh, with Lulu. Lulu uh, makes up a little bit uh, for Brandon, but Reba uh, ends up winning, and they get their flint and materials. And then, so basically, then they have to do this. Okay, so now the new tradition is you have to do sweat and savvy if you don't win the first challenge. Yeah, but they did supplies. sweat and savvy different this year. Usually, it's hey. Like, you get to choose whether you want to do Sweat or Savvy for your tribe. Great. They did that for the first two seasons. Yeah. Then the last two seasons, it was whoever came second place in in this challenge got to choose Sweat or Savvy. And then the other tribe got what was left. Right. Now, well, now it also changes because when they're still on the big boat, they have to pick the two people. Right. Immediately. Used to be when you get to your camp, you get to decide as a team. Right. 
But here, they immediately have to pick the two. Um, uh, for Lulu, they picked Sabia. Zabaya? I can't. It was one of the. I, forget, I just can't remember the pronounce. I think it's Zabaya. Um, and Caleb. And then on uh, Sweat, or, or for um, Bello, they picked Brando, which is. That's going to be fucking confusing because his real name's Brandon, but he's going by Brando because there's another Brandon. <laughs> we had three Matts last <laughs> yeah, season. Yeah, it was so So, nuts. like, we had Matt, Matthew, and Maddie with Ugh. D's. And Jake um, uh, for Bello. They're, they go, and they basically then go into their boats to then, so they, the rest of their tribe doesn't know what the fuck's happening, essentially. Um, Reba then arrives at camp. Um, they immediately notice that on the, on the front where you have, like, the Survivor logo and then your tribe name or whatever, there's, like, lettering above and below. But it's, like, nonsense. It's basically, like, runes. Yeah, it's, like, some, like, decipherable, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. We find out what that entails into later um they're sort of talking and sort of introducing themselves julie on the tribe says that she's a single mom you could say a single mom who works two jobs on the reba tribe (laughs) i really i would have given her so much respect if she had actually leaned into that yeah yeah yeah. but she's saying she's an art teacher when she's actually a lawyer so she's you know trying to hide herself in that regard um, over and on, she's not the only one on this season. <laughs> yeah. So many, like, everyone's a fucking lawyer, apparently. I don't know. Um, Bruce on the Bellow tribe, the Bellow tribe, the rest of the Bellow tribe get to their camp, and they're trying to basically sort of, like, get do stuff before they can fi- find out if they're going to actually get their materials. Um, Bruce uh, talks about how he doesn't want to come off as the leader or the dad or anything. He, like, prefaces this to, like, the entire group, essentially. And then immediately takes charge. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally like, they're making, well, because they're working on, like, the, the um, shelter and stuff like that. He's like, so in my, because he did have a little time on the beach while they were building shelter before he got Yeah, but he was delusional the whole time. He had a, he you had can't a, trust him. He had a traumatic brain injury. <laughs> you you want to trust him on how to do the palm fronds or whatever? Well, he was like, yeah, don't waste time with palm fronds. That's like the worst, that's the biggest thing to waste. It's like, okay, but you don't have a machete. So like, I don't know. It didn't seem What like, else are you going to do? Yeah. Kendra basically notes this, that he, Bruce won't stop giving advice and, um, and and all that so it's uh she says so you want to be in charge but you don't want to be in charge sounds like a leo great and it's like okay so now we're getting this thing with kendra that everything is about someone's star sign to her look it's a good system to get a instant read on people yeah it's just it it works sorry (laughs) um kelly is bonding with kendra immediately because they have that moment where they're like Oh my god, so when's your birthday? September. Oh my god, your September birthday? Oh my god, are you a Virgo? Oh my god, I'm a Libra. Oh my god. Well, it's not just them, it's Katura as and well. And Katura as well. Katura, all three of them are September birthdays. Yeah, we later get like them sort of forming an all female alliance in this right. tribe. So that'll be interesting. But like immediately they're just like sort of like giddy over the fact that and it's like I get it, star signs are valid. I I don't want to feel feel like that Katya meme of like it must be the moon. <laughs> it can't be my diet. Can't be my attitude. It's the moon. <laughs> Look, any witch worth their salt understands that astrology and everything else is just a tool to help better understand things. Yeah, it is not the end all be all, and in fact, mundane is always going to trump 
uh, magical. And she's from Salem, so she was like, oh, you know, witchy vibes. So she's vibes. steeped in, in witchcraft all the time. Yeah, so she's definitely, and she's, I gotta imagine she's gotta be your favorite just on that. <laughs> and she's not my favorite, actually. Um, I, I, I like her. Um, who, who is sticking out for you? I will say that. Um, oddly enough, I really do like Brandon. I, Look. Again, I like him. I like him. I will be interested to see what he does the rest of the season. Um, I also like um, uh, Sabaya and uh, Caleb from Lulu. Yeah. I'm, um, I think Katora. I like Katura. Has my best, uh, to me, would be my favorite in terms of like actually winning. I like Jake, but that's just because he's pretty. Sure. <laughs> how many, how many uh, potential gays do we have on the cast? We did judge this last uh, season. Honestly, um, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm only immediately clocking like one, maybe two. I feel like Brandon's probably there. Maybe, but it's not in his Twitter profile. Okay. Um, also, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Sean on Lulu might be, but oh, I don't, <laughs> yes, but absolutely. But <laughs> look, we were fooled by Matt last season, and then he goes off and does a showmance with Franny, and they're still together. Right, but Sh- Matt wasn't plucked to the gods. Like okay, Sean that's, is. That's fair. Sean, <laughs> Sean is like, like, yeah. <laughs> Look, we have an entire episode called "He," but he has gay face about Matt about us uh, misjudging Matt's sexuality. Yeah. So like, maybe our gaydar's not super great. Is it? <laughs> is it bad that I also play in the state uh, straight stereotypes where my immediate thought is like, okay, so all the men that cried, <laughs> I'm immediately like. <laughs> Well, okay, but it's not about whether they cried or not, but it's more, what they cried about. It, but even then, it's more about the fact that queer men tend to be more um, comfortable in their skin and will right. therefore allow themselves to cry. Yeah, exactly. There are plenty of straight men who are also in that boat, but I would say less percentage wise than queer men yeah. i'd say like 80 percent of queer men and maybe 20 percent of straight men sure um emily is immediately suspicious that caleb and zabaya volunteered uh to go to do the sweat and zap it's like mm-hmm. there must be a reward and they must you know they must you know get, they're gonna give us some lie or whatever when they come back i know it i know they're gonna do it it's but like, how would they know there was a reward well she she's uh, but that's the paranoia of this game at this point where it's like you're thinking anything She's like, anytime anyone's like not near us, I'm immediately thinking they're looking for idols or I'm immediately thinking they're going off on some reward or something. But my, my issue, though, is that you also had the opportunity to raise your hand. Right. You, they had no extra knowledge. And it wasn't like they have. jumped up. And it also wasn't like you, it was day two where they'd had chance to find something. This is day one. Yeah. You have literally not even had a chance to film any confessionals yet and also it goes to the other issue which is like you kind of mentioned with emily which is that now like the fact that they both decided to go on this emily now assumes that they have a deep entrusted alliance and they're barely on this beach and the only reason she thinks that is because they're both black Uh (laughs) uh-huh like one thousand percent 
It's a problem. I have a feeling it's going to continue to be a problem this season. Yeah. Brandon comes back to the camp, though, because they did like a medical check on him or whatever after his uh, performance or whatever. And he's fine. He just had a panic attack and and all that. Um, But he's embarrassed, basically. I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah. I get it. And but they're freaking out like about the fact that they don't have material. Like we don't have any material. We don't have a machete to cut down anything. Hannah is just like sweeping the the, the ground. It's like what it, are you doing? Like it, it's ground. Why are you sweeping nature? That's not a thing. Yeah, and Brandon's just I get it. He's just come off of this like medical evaluation, but he also is just sitting kind of doing nothing. And it was yeah. it was there was a lot of like just wandering on the Lulu tribe at this point where it's like, y'all can at least like, I mean, later in the episode, they call themselves Lulu losers, but really I think it's the Lulu yeah. is really the, <laughs> the tribe name because right. they are the Lulu. The Lulu. We so go- like fucking Taylor after a drink. Oh, we'll get to that <laughs> next episode. <laughs> episode 52. I'm so excited to talk about that. Um, we uh, go to them when they're competing in the sweat versus savvy, which now it's now it's not sweat versus savvy. It's sweat and savvy. So now you have to do both challenges right in an hour. Right. And the challenge this time is that you basically have to move 40 logs like across the beach or whatever. I think an hour was ridiculous. I don't think anybody would have been able to do that in an hour. Oh, you think? Yeah. Cause some of those logs are, I have moved but you have logs two like people. that. Those logs are a lot heavier than they look. I didn't think it was that crazy, but I mean, I probably couldn't. I say that I probably couldn't do it. <laughs> like, don't like, get me wrong, but the, just the log that's like two or three feet long can be like fifty pounds. Yeah, and that, that's a lot to, especially in on sand. Sure, because you can't really get footing as right. well, and yeah, and Sab- well, Sabias like has a military background. She said, "I I believe I forgot what I don't know mm-hmm. if she named the specific like branch that she's in." Um, so she seems to be pretty strong and like sort right. of like you know willing to sort of like I would say she's seemingly going to be one of the stronger females at least in terms of competition, right? Um, but there were and then so it's a, they're moving the logs and then the savvy part is they get this like ring puzzle where it's like there's these like three ring like towers and then the flint is like wrapped around it with like rope and you have to figure out the way to untangle the rope yeah it it's one of those that if you know how rope like this is gonna sound really weird but if you know how rope works yeah um because have you ever seen those videos that are like on youtube or not youtube but on like um facebook or whatever where they're like able to like untangle something just by tying it a weird yep, way yep, yep, and they pull that's i think what they were expecting people to do and like the obvious thing is try to actually pull it through all the things but i think that they were expecting someone to get in there and just untie yeah 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 which nobody tried like and it was like it was one of those things where it's like if you get too far out of the it's like a right. rubik's cube where it's like yeah like if you don't go the right way then you make it that much harder for you to well and they do this sort of thing consistently on challenges on survivor where they put all of the physical stuff up front to get your heart pumping so that you can't focus yeah, yeah, yeah. on like the the mentally taxing because you need puzzles a, at the end you need a clear brain to like sort right. of like digest it and they both fail actually they run out of time so neither team gets their materials and it's the first time anyone's ever failed sweater savvy 
on Survivor, so it's right. a big deal. Um, they all return back to camp immediately disappointed. When the Lulu uh, two get to their camp, Emily literally just goes, reward. They 100% took the reward. Like, just like vocalizing it. It's like, <laughs> girl. I just, I, I can't with this girl. I would have heated her off of a cliff by now. <laughs> but it's like, I get it. The, like, it's, it's created the paranoia like through like the series of the game because I think I actually like how they kind of did the sweat versus savvy production wise because it allowed they're doing things. I feel like survivor is doing things now where it's like, we're going to give you a thing that maybe not is the most consequential, but it's to sow doubt in the tribe. Right. It's like, it was designed to make, that's the only reason they separated them. Right. Right. Was to make them think that there's a possibility that you're not actually going to sweat versus savvy. You're going to something else. Right. Uh, again, how would they know that, though, until they got there? Right. They wouldn't have known to volunteer for that because guess what? You also didn't know to volunteer for that. Yeah. Because if you did, you would have. <laughs> and so when they get back to camp, basically, Sean, like, immediately tells the buyer, like, yeah. So Emily's, like, basically saying that you guys are paired off and that you, you, if you come back with nothing, it's because you yeah. took a reward or something. And so I was like, cool, awesome. <laughs> so- that target's on our back for no reason. <laughs> we see Brandon and Hannah start talking as now they're starting to work on the um, the structure of the uh, camp and stuff like that. Brandon's like, even though everything's gone wrong today, I've had so much fun. And then Hannah's like, yeah, it's just like everything's gone wrong. And then she just starts crying with like, like my feet are wet and like I'm hangry. Okay, look. And I haven't had nicotine. <laughs> I get it though, like wet socks in a shoe. Like oh, I, it's the worst. Look, it's the worst, and I would have sensory overload, but I also would not be on this island. Yeah, like that's why I don't sign up for Survivor. It's like, did they think? Did you think you were going to get nicotine? Like, like they're not going to give you nicotine patches. That's not what's happening. And also, like, like in like the hangry stuff. Like, yeah, you can win a challenge or whatever to like get food, but they aren't going to give you cigarettes. Like. Like, I guess you could have maybe stuffed a whole pack of nicotine patches somewhere. Yeah. We, we won't mention where, but you could have smuggled them on the island, I guess. But, like, that would have got you booted, too. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. So, and but Brandon's sort of, like, talking her through it, basically, and sort of, like, getting her mood better, essentially. So, and what, what blows my mind is this woman is a therapist. <laughs> Is she really? She, I miss that. She, she's literally a therapist. And she, she like, and she like gets there to like the positive self-talk and like the, I can do hard things. And like, great. I actually love that part yeah. of this, right? Like talking yourself through doing difficult things and like showing that you can do it with just mental willpower and i think that that is a big part of you know what survivor is about right being able to able to overcome with sheer willpower and then she does all of that and then the end of the episode happens well doesn't it now that i think about it doesn't it make sense that she's a therapist with what turned out at the end because isn't it in her mind like well, I'm setting boundaries. Like, I'm set, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you know, I know my limit, essentially. Well, and, and the thing is, is like, in a world where this is not a reality show mm-hmm. that you haven't signed a contract for, where it's just a group of friends, like, 
you know what? Let's go, like, try to survive for 20-something days in the wilderness. Because then if you quit, who cares? And Right, because if you quit, who cares? But then if you go, like, you've signed a contract, and there's there's alternates that are sitting there in Ponderosa who could have been in your place. Like, a lot of frustrating, a lot of the pushback I've seen, because there's a lot of people online that are pissed about it. Right. Um, I think rightfully so, but there's been pushback online like, none of y'all were going to be in her place. None of y'all are alternate. No, I don't. That's not it. the point. It's about the fact that having someone quit, like, it, it's really shitty to the other people who were right there. And it's also shitty to the integrity of the game. But also, it's like, it, what's the quit about, right? Like, that to me is the big thing. Like in the earlier season, and, and on day two, we'll get to the response in terms of uh, how the show handled it. But in the earlier seasons of Survivor, when there were quits, I'm like, Survivor was new enough in the zeitgeist to where people didn't know what, how it was going to feel, how it was going to. By this point, even though you may have not touched on the island and sort of gone through, the, you know what it entailed. You know you're not getting food. You know you're not going to get cigarettes. You know you're going to get wet every once in a while. So why are you coming onto this island with seemingly no prep? Right. Like, what are you doing for the months leading up to this? Because you've known for a while you were going to do this. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not like a you know, spur-of-the-moment decision that gets made and then you like... You didn't you know, get picked up at a mall in Fiji and then like yeah. flown out to one of these islands. That's not what happened. No. You, you, you applied to be on this show. You sent in an audition tape. You like went through this whole fucking process and you did absolutely no preparation for this. You're seemingly a fan of the show, yet you have no idea what it entails to be on this show. So like, what are you doing? Why are you here? I love this show too. That does not mean I should play the game. Yeah. It's not for me. Like there was a line that she says at one point, it's like there's um uh there's like bugs and sweat everywhere and I'm like yeah that's why I wouldn't be on this show. <laughs> you thought you wouldn't be sweating? Like what? <laughs> like I I just I don't I don't understand. Uh, we go over to the Bellow tribe. Kendra is getting her alliance together the three women. Um and then talks about like what the plan is and Kendra wants Jake out and she's like yeah cuz he say you know I'm worried about him. He says he's gonna, he's a lawyer. And Katura is immediately relieved because she's also a lawyer, but she's lying to them and saying that she's an office manager. And she's like, I will completely let him take that, you know, I will run him over with that bus. Yeah. No worries. Literally, she goes up to him at one point and goes, so what's it like being a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just willing to spill everything. He's like, and James is a baby lawyer. You just passed the bar. You're excited to tell people you're a lawyer. So right. like. But he's also clearly a himbo. Like Very he's, much. He's book smart, but he's not people smart. He he's he's people dumb. Oh yeah. And and god damn it, it makes him cuter. <laughs> um like the man is attractive. Um and it just oh dear. <laughs> You're gonna be so sad when he goes. It's gonna be sad. I'm I'm going to be as upset as when Matthew left last season. Right. But Matthew, I'm more mad at Matthew. Like fuck you for climbing, climbing on, on the rock. goddamn boulder. What are you doing? Um, back at the uh, Lulu camp, Sabia is helping a lot with the camp structure and sort of getting everything together. But Emily is to the side, just kind of being pessimistic about everything, being like, "No, that's not gonna work." I mean, you know, we're 
Oh, she is not doing well in the air. But you like it her off a cliff. You could tell she hasn't been like socially like like she hasn't been around a lot of people socially. She maybe, just gives that vibe to me. Maybe like, she's just neurotic, but like holy shit, woman, like calm the fuck down. And then there's I th- I I was confused at what they were they were talking about like, you know, oh, do you know like aliens bu- built the pyramids or whatever? And then something about, like, they built them with batteries in them. Or like, something. all of the Lulu tribe was, like, saying this like it was fact. And Emily was the only one that was like, these people are crazy. And I'm <laughs> like, hold on. Hold on. Why am I on Emily's side? <laughs> Why do I all of a sudden agree with Emily? This is bullshit. I <laughs> do not like this. Oh, God. We go over to Reba. And then we see Sifu. Oh, um, God. Th- Immediately just looking for idols and advantages and like, so, like doing like Tai Chi, like through the tree. Like he, he we didn't talk about it in the first challenge, but he like does like a unnecessary, like, ju- like samurai jump or something like that to like, like, who's the guy from last season that was a firefighter? Oh, Danny, who Danny. kept doing like forward rolls. Yes. <laughs> I was so pissed at him every time he did. This is the same vibe. He's just like randomly jumping through cheese as he's searching for idols, you know, as you're supposed to be like, stealthy about it he's like the kid that's overly into anime and like does the uh naruto run like everywhere it's like come on come on guys this is what we're talking about with the cast (laughs) it's like uh, i hate to be like the like guy like you know the high school jock like pulling a wedgie and like stuffing someone in a toilet but that's what i feel like seeing these people like you know (laughs) what i mean like i feel like that's uh, I'm I'm trying not to be. Um, everyone immediately knows that he's looking. Like like he's so obvious about it. And, but he says he's gonna be Tony Vlacos times five, and he already is building his like spy shack and like to spot. What are we doing? But then D immediately spots him, <laughs> like as he's like spying on them, and he has to play off like, yeah, no, I wasn't spying on you. It'd be crazy if I was spying on you. <laughs> and D's just like. Bro, it's so bad. It's so bad. Well, and later during the during the immunity challenge, he's jumping over things and doing like Tai Chi poses in the air. It's so weird. Dude, you are trying so hard. Meanwhile, Austin is just like collecting stuff on the beach, like, you know, for like firewood or whatever, and then just sees an advantage and grabs it. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's like. Good, calm down <laughs> like it's you know but then it's a beware advantage and he right. doesn't realize it. he's like fuck it i'll open it whatever i would has anyone gotten the beware advantage and then been like no i don't ah because i guarantee you if they they wouldn't have shown it there have been people who have taken pause sure but that's not the but they end up open but they end up taking it yeah like to me like if someone took a beware advantage and didn't use it i don't think they would actually show it on the show i think they would probably just cut it because what's the point well because it would be it would be one thing if they like put a beware advantage like in like they did last season with the birdcage uh-huh. but they made it a beware advantage and made it clear that it was a beware advantage then everyone knows it's a beware advantage. Now you have to see who's willing to do the race to it that everyone knows about. Right. Knowing that they're going to not have a vote, possibly. So, and he opens the beware advantage, and it's a series of tasks he has to do in order to get his idol 
And until he does all that, he cannot vote in tribals. Which is fine, because he's on Reba, who seems to be a powerhouse in the challenges. Sure. Like so he'll... he's probably not going to go to council to tribal council for a few weeks. Yeah. And the first task is basically you have to decipher what's on the sign. And he gets like this, and it's like a code thing. But I right. I... Basically, he's going to have to line that little cipher up with a section of the the design. In order and to it's going to have a, a it's going to basically be legible at that point, which is why I wanted you to pause while we were watching it because they do a close up on the thing. You wanted to do it at home. Well, I wanted to see if I could see what it was just knowing now that it's there's a section of it that's half letter yeah because sometimes you can read things just the top or the bottom half of the letters sure so i was like maybe i can figure out what this is before we get there but yeah who knows who knows we go to the immunity challenge uh they have to basically go over this ramp into this mud pit then they have to get coconuts um pull them across and then shoot the coconuts into a basket that basket then releases a key. They then climb a wall, and then they have to do this like big survivor puzzle. Um, I love which the- um, Carson did note on uh, on Twitter that mm-hmm. it is a new puzzle. Oh, really? Yes, it is a new puzzle because Carson has all those. I feel like we're going to get a lot of that this season because Carson maybe broke the game in that regard. Well, but he blew it up. Like he mentioned the fact that you can get all of these puzzles and just do them at home, do them at home. So they were forced to redesign all these puzzles, which I think is both a good thing and a bad thing because all the contestants already knew about that. Yeah. Like there's no way that you don't like reach out to past contestants and then get advice from them and, you know, get, you know, hey, you can go download this and 3D so they're going to come them. in with one idea of what the puzzle looks like, and then right. So they're going to look dumber. Great <laughs> for this season. Yep. Um, I, they have to when they're going up the like like there's like it's like a little dome they have to go up from the first part, and I love Jeff yells, "Keep your head down!" as Bruce is going up this. <laughs> Um, uh, at one point, Brandon and Sabaya both take like hard falls on like, um, the wall, uh, portion of it or whatever. Brand the Brandon fall. It really was that Peter Griffin meme where his oh, yeah. pan is like, is well, at some point he lost his pants and he's just in his boxers. <laughs> and I'm like, where did you lose your, where did they go? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And he just collapses and is like, like, it's one of those things where he's like, I think he wanted somebody to check on him, but like nobody was moving towards him. And Jeff just going, push through it. That's why you're here. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Um, Bello ends up making, getting first with Reba getting second. And then, so now Lulu has to go to tribal council. Um, Brandon is saying as they're leaving in the confessional that he feels bad voting for someone that did worse than him in this challenge. Like, well, good thing he won't have to. Well, yeah, but I think he, but, okay, so this is where the bullshit started. The, oh, this is where it starts? It really starts here. I think it started on the boat in the first five seconds. <laughs> sure. They're all sitting, they're sitting, uh, they're, uh, oh, no, no, this is in her confessional. This, as, and this was the first thing we get when they come back to the beach. Hannah in her confessional going, I hate to admit this, but the moment we lost, I felt relief because I was like, maybe they'll vote me out and I can go home. And I was like, 
okay, I get the, like, I, and I, I was like, okay, maybe it's like sort of like a moment of doubt, right? Or whatever. But no, she actually sits down with Brandon when they get back and it's like, um, so everyone wants Emily out. Um, every single person except me really wants to be here. My concern is how can I get them to write my name? I want to sleep in a bed tonight. I want nicotine and I want food. Okay. I mean, look, I, like we said, I get from a mental health point of view, like where you're going, this is not good for me. I will be out here and have a mental break. And because of that, I need to get out of here. But you knew what this entailed Mm -hmm. and you got yourself into it and you signed a contract and you're not just letting down yourself. You're letting down your tribe who couldn't get rid of this shitty ass person, Emily. Yeah. They instead had to get rid of you or get rid of Brandon or get rid of Brandon. Like, because he's a dead weight. At least he has shown to be that this episode. We don't know what'll happen, but don't worry. Brandon's going to help with that. Cause then he's like, well, I don't really want to be here without Hannah though. And then he talks to Caleb and Zabaya and he's like crying. (laughs) And I felt so bad rolling my eyes at this cause it is not eye roll worthy, but he's like, I've had like chest pain for like the last like 20 hours. Like I had bad reflux. It's just like terrible. So um, I'm playing my shot in the dark tonight because I want to go home. But also like, I thought they could have medication on the island. Yeah, like they if can. they had a daily medication that yeah. they take, they get to have that. They do. I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. So he can't have his Tums? I, Give him a Tums. I, get, I, I, I hate acid reflux. I have it sometimes myself. I get it. It's bad, but you're on a, like you're on a, I, the only thing I thought about at that was, um, the medevac of Caleb that one season where like three people like almost died during a challenge from heat exhaustion and almost like literally, and I'm not saying hyper hyperbolically, like there were literally, literally died. There were literally three people who like sunstroked out right in the middle of a challenge one right after another. And I'm like, but you have acid reflux and you want to go home. I don't, I, and I felt bad being mad about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not a bad, like, he's like, not a bad person. Like I don't on a wish human, harm on him. Like, on a like, human level, I get it. Like, right, I, there's empathy there on a human level. But at the end of the day, then why did you sign up for this show? <laughs> why did you think that this show was something that you would be able to do when you, like, that, like, I get it. If you don't like snakes, don't become a uh, a animal handler in the reptile exhibit at the zoo. Yeah. That's just not something you're capable of doing, and that's okay. If you don't have the ability to, you know, go out onto an island and live in nature in very harsh conditions for almost 40 days, then maybe don't do Survivor. You know, like, the, these are common sense things. And that, yes, that makes it have a barrier that certain people can't compete. But maybe that's okay. There are other things for you. Yeah. There are... Play like traitors. Said, play <laughs> traitors. Play, uh, you know, Big Brother. Play, you know, any of... 
a million other things. Go on Jeopardy. You know, go like like there are other shows that you could go on that won't require that <laughs> physical dedication from you. Go on Jeopardy. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> okay, but the, so you, but then this was a how crazy this episode was. You have two people just want to go home on this drive, just fully want to go home. But that's not good enough for Emily. No, <laughs> Emily immediately goes to Brandon and Hannah. Is like, I think we need to get Caleb out. We need to break up this alliance that I've clearly made the point to say that it's an alliance. Um, and so like they're like, yeah, Emily's like, write Caleb's name down. Brandon then immediately tells Caleb. <laughs> I mean, at least good for Brandon's like, nah, that's some fucked up bullshit. We're gonna we're gonna at least carry the bone. Like if Emily would have just shut the fuck up, like she yeah. would have been fine. <laughs> it's crazy. Because when Lulu inevitably loses next next week yeah. and goes to tribal again, they're gonna send Emily home instead of Brandon. And Brandon's gonna be like, I could be in Ponderosa right now. Yeah. <laughs> I could have my Tums. I could have a bed, and we got to send this racist home. Yeah. Caleb's like, so my level of trust for Emily is, like, less than zero at this point. Um, but I'm still kind of thinking Brandon. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> but there's two people that just want to go home. So Right. Well, he, does, he only knows about Brandon at this point. He doesn't know right. about um, um, Hannah. He- Hannah. I, to, I think I said Heather earlier. Uh, that's wrong. Uh, it's Hannah. Um, they go to tribal council. Um, I don't remember how it even started, but Emily and Zabaya get into it at one point. And <laughs> oh, it starts because Emily goes, Well, there's just a um really obvious alliance, and I really think that it's insulting that they're acting like we can't see it. She says, and Jeff's I- like, which two people? <laughs> and she's like, Caleb and Zendaya. Zabaya. Zabaya. Not Zendaya. Zendaya <laughs> would be great on the show. <laughs> Yeah, switch the B for the D. Yeah, anyway. But Emily goes, I think it's easy for Zabaya to talk about strength because it does, doesn't take a genius to look at this group of people and pull out the two people who are the strongest on this tribe. Yeah. And like, it was just like, girl, what? Heather's face too was just like, am I staying because Emily is just blowing up her own whole game? Cool, awesome. And um, uh, I want to go home. <laughs> like, right. Like she, she's like, if I don't speak up in this moment... I'm not going to go home. Well, and then she even goes so far as to say as I, I need to be clear about this. Um, I don't need you to vote for me for me to go home. Yeah. I will be going home. And, and Jeff's face was just like new era of survivor. I can't yell at this person because watch the old survivor seasons. When you have quitters on this show, Jeff hates quitters. I think, hates them. I think the most obvious one is how much he yelled at, what's his name? Colton. Colton on... Uh, uh, Who quit twice. Right. Right. Because he, he quit on his original season and then came back... For Blood versus Water. For Blood versus Water. And quit both times. Like, wh- why did they invite him back? Mm. I have no clue. But, like, he he literally despises them. He, like, doesn't, you know, put their torch back up. He literally throws the torch in the fire. Like, he's like, you know, you're not, like, a member of this, basically. Like, yeah. But here he... Survivor's now in such a new age era where it's like, we're all friends, and it's family, and it's a team-building exercise. And we're all, you know, 
we're not mean to each other. We lift each other up. So he couldn't like yell at her. And I was pissed about that. But I will. Reality TV has gone way too fucking soft. I'm sorry. I will say Owen. I think he was on 43. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Owen tweeted um, after the episode. I have never seen Jeff so angry. Well, he, well, he's because he, he was, was a, visibly a, angry, but like couldn't do a damn thing. Yeah, he's like, I gotta be nice, Jeff now, and I don't want to be nice, Jeff anymore. But we, that's what CBS wants us to be. So like, yeah, it, yeah, I need y'all to stop pussyfooting around and like start like going back to the old days where it's like. Again, you're also competing for a million dollars. Right. Let's not lose sight of that as well. Yeah. And, <laughs> so they're like, so we don't have to vote. Everyone's going to vote Hannah out. They're like, yeah. They're like, okay. So Hannah, and he, again, he does the full, the tribe has spoken, which he used to never say for quitters. Right. And, and so he like had to like give her the thing. And then she leaves and goes, is this edge of extinction? Because I'm not going. <laughs> I cannot with her. I, ooh. So, because I also love the people being like, we couldn't find Hannah on social media, like in the pregame, like before the season aired. And it's like, oh, now we know why. Yeah. (laughs) Because she like full, which smart on her part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I, again, I don't, I'm not, I don't hate her. I'm not going to be like the one sending her death threats or right. fucking what, like, like clearly, but I think, like, I think she probably did the best thing for her own mental health. And for that, I applaud her for being self-aware enough in the moment to take herself out of a situation she couldn't handle. Yeah. But like, you couldn't have figured that out two days before <laughs> you quit on day two. There are still alternates on this Island who could have stepped in your place. Yeah. Like that, my heart breaks for those people who sure. were who could have been here instead of you who would have played the game. Yeah. I uh, Yeah. It's it's it, it was frustrating. I found it <laughs> I found the episode more funny than anything. Like I didn't take it as seriously for some reason. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, it felt like a parody of Survivor. It was just weird. It was an SNL skit that lasted an hour and a half. Yeah, it was just uh, I, it was really weird, but it was interesting enough. Um, so that was the premiere of Survivor. We'll see what happens going forward in this season. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be like this the whole season. I, I think it's going to get better. Dear God, I hope not. But like, it was like, wow, we're starting off hot. Um, yeah, but that was Survivor for this week. All right, let's get it. Tops and bottoms. Um, we've got... Dancing with the Stars. We've got uh, Survivor. Uh, what, what are you thinking, babe? My bottom for this episode. I'm. <laughs> there's just something I did not like about Sifu. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know why. It's like it was. Uh, it's I. The performativeness. It's like a little. You're not. This is what I thought. I was like, you're not on Drag Race, and what I mean by right. that is, you're this isn't a brand opportunity for you. Right. Like this isn't like you to like get like brand deals over your Tai Chi. That's what it feels like. Like, yeah, it doesn't come off as like a natural character. It just feels like this is the thing I'm going to do on survivor to be the person on survivor that does Tai Chi. I'm like, we don't need any of that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like if he was leading Tai Chi on the beach in the mornings, sure. I would be all for that. If that was the extent of it. Cool. But that's not what it is. But it's also <laughs> one thing to like like to do it. It's another thing to make it your personality. Right. 
that I think is the problem at the end of the day. Because like he could do like a positive version of um, what's the the guy that was like the guru like cult leader type? Oh, coach, coach. Yeah, <laughs> like he could be like a more positive like hero version of coach if he wanted to. Yeah, but. No, we're no. not. We're not going that route. Instead, we're doing woo woo Tony, and it's like I can't. Not woo woo Tony. <laughs> I can't do it. I I can't. Um, uh, uh, my top for this week, though. I mean, I can't. I gotta give it to Ariana. Around, I mean, yeah. Dancing with the Stars. Like God, it was so amazing. It was so worth the wait. Like I think she lived up to expectations completely and and exceeded them in many regards. Um, she's my favorite to win. I'm voting for her endlessly. I'm standing her like she's Queen Ariana. Loving, loving uh, everything on Dancing with the Stars with her. So yeah, that'll be my top. What about you, babe? Um, I'm gonna start with my um bottom. Um, my bottom is going to be the fans who didn't vote for Matt Walsh and Mauricio because those were not the bottom two. No, it should have been Harry and Tyson. Like those are the two people that needed to go home. I would have been fine with a double elimination. Let's get them out. I don't <laughs> want to see them again. Um, like that was just bad. Like, come on. It it was, it was not good. Um, other than that, I didn't really have a whole lot of objections on the week. Um, other than the whole survivor episode I thought was lackluster Mm -hmm. for a premiere. Um, my top for the week is also going to be Ariana, but I do want to give a shout out to Jason Mraz and, Mm -hmm. um, uh, who was the other one in the top? Uh, Charity. Charity, yes. Charity from uh, Bachelorette. Um, like, both of them were amazingly good. Um, like, I, I think it will probably be the three of them and the top three at the end of the season. Uh, if it's not the three of them, the three of them will at least be in the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah for like, sure. Like, that'll be, like... There's no way any of those three are going home anytime soon unless people don't fucking vote. Vote. Ten votes every week. It's not just ten. Or you do ten via text, um, and then you can do ten on the website. The website and that um pro tip, it's per email that you make an account with. So you can make multiple accounts and vote ten times per account. Yes. Just saying. Uh, game the system. Um, but yes, uh, that that's kind of how I feel about this week. Um, I thought we had some really good performances over on Dancing with the Stars, some lackluster performers on Survivor, and <laughs> I guess we'll just see where it goes. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of A Gay and His Envy. Join us next time for more of our recaps and hot takes. And be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening. And check us out on our social media at A Gay and His Envy on all the platforms. A special shout out to Shane Ivers who wrote Pulsar, the song we use for our theme. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And, and we're, we're out. out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.